Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well over here. Glad to be here. Excellent. I'm also joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Henry. Just here in Orange County, where it's pretty warm, but can't complain. Right on. Today is June 10th, 2022. And yes, summer is upon us. The temperatures are rising. And uh, blockbuster movie season is upon us. You could argue that blockbuster movie season is year-round now, but we certainly saw a big budget summer blockbuster movie in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, first off, the Comic Sauce podcast is on Instagram and Twitter at Comic Sauce Pod. So yeah, let's talk some Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Part 2, you could say. Um, before we dive into the movie itself, we can start with some initial thoughts. Some expectations. Um, yeah, let's go around the room a bit. What were your expectations going in? Now, I know that technically this is a sequel to the first Doctor Strange movie. But uh, that movie came out quite a while ago. It was 2016. And this movie, I don't think a lot of people look at this movie as being Doctor Strange 2, right? It's more of a follow-up to WandaVision or No Way Home. Yeah, it's almost like an afterthought uh, as a Doctor Strange sequel, right? But I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Preferio, what were your thoughts going in? No, I agree with you, Christian, or Henry. Like, yeah, when every time I talked about this movie, I always re referred to as the Scarlet Witch film. I never, I hardly referred it to as like Doctor Strange 2, just because like the main storyline, you know, follows like Doctor Strange and the multiverse and everything. Um, but I mean, like, if you saw WandaVision, like, you know, that like how the how the movie ended was her, like, kind of already exploring like the dark hold and the other universes to try to find her kids that she created. And then, like you said, like. Spider-Man No Way Home, which was just released over winter break. Um, Doctor Strange already introduced that concept. So it was just kind of like a continuation of that storyline. So it felt more like Doctor Strange was more like the supporting character to his own movie than like the main hero or like character. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even though 
the movie is a Doctor Strange movie in name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it did seem like more of a follow up to One Division and Spider Man than the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Christian? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, um, I forgot that the first Doctor Strange was released that long ago, 2016. So much has kind of happened, I think, in the real world and in the MCU since then. And, like, the character hasn't really, like, left us in a way. Like, we got him, they fall, like, another movie they follow up is Endgame, you know? Which, um, also a Doctor Strange in that and Infinity War as well. And so, like, going into this one, I, uh, like, my thought was, oh, man, how are they going to follow up No Way Home? Because Doctor Strange was very prevalent in that movie, and No Way Home ends with the pre the the trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. So it feel like it feels like a two parter in a, in a sense with that movie, or that's kind of how I thought it was going to be going in, you know. As well as. Oh, how you know? Oh, Scarlet Witch is in this movie. What are they going to do with her after WandaVision? You know. So I guess that's the beauty of Marvel in a way is that like you have one movie that that kind of just follows up multiple projects at like once and follows up multiple characters at a time, and it's in a sense like what's the next episode of the MCU? Yeah, there's clearly a marketing strategy going on. There's a reason why this movie is a sequel, not only to Doctor Strange 1, but also WandaVision, but also Spider-Man No Way Home. Because if you're a fan of any of those three, it's like, well, you got to see this one. And then you throw in like all the other MCU movies and shows and It'll all tie in somehow, right? So you have to see this, right? And guess what? It totally worked because a lot of people did go to see this movie. It made huge box office. And um, yeah, it was a big hit. Um, so yeah, my quick take. I certainly was stoked about the fact that it did seem to be a follow-up to No Way Home. I absolutely adored that movie. And yeah, like you're saying, Christian, uh, No Way Home literally ended with a Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer. <laughs> so they were literally saying, you have to see this movie if you liked No Way Home. Um, and, you know, like, uh, as I like to do, when a new MCU movie comes out, I like to get pumped up, get psyched and watch some sort of past movie or show. And I watched No Way Home. That was my uh, Doctor Strange 2 prep, you know. Um, in a way, I think that was uh, it's kind of unfortunate that I looked at it that way because it set pretty high expectations, right? If you're looking at this movie as being the follow-up to Spider-Man No Way Home, um, there's a big chance you're going to get disappointed, right? Because that was a really special movie, right? So, um, yeah, I, I had pretty high expectations. 
Um, not in that I thought the movie was going to be great. I, like I didn't think it was going to be like as good as No Way Home or anything, but um, I was really excited. I wanted to see like what else the Marvel multiverse had to offer. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had fairly high expectations in that regard. I was definitely excited. I was definitely excited to see this movie. Okay, so let's give the spoiler alert. We're going to dive into spoilery detail on the movie itself. So you've been warned. Okay, so the movie itself, we did get to see this movie all together. Interestingly, when we went to see it, we had already all seen it before, right? This was all our like second or third third time seeing it i think uh yeah preferably this was what your third time seeing it when we we all went to see it yeah it was when we all went to see it it was my third time okay and then you and i christian is our second time seeing it yep <laughs> and christian you saw it a third time not that long ago right i did yeah <laughs> nice seeing it a third time not too long after that cool so we are well versed in this movie uh, it's been out for a while, but the fact that between the three of us, we've seen it eight times, I think <laughs> we should know this movie pretty well. Mm. So let's get into it. What was good? I know we all enjoyed the movie. Um, specifically, what did you guys enjoy about it? Uh, you want to start, Christian? All right. Let's start with, um, well, the spoiler warning has already gone out so as far yes. as i think the big thing uh to start with with what i liked was the villain scarlet witch uh i think she was a lot of fun as a villain she was definitely like i think one of marvel's like most intimidating villains yet and i think that when she uh elizabeth olsen did a great job and it was nice to see her kind of go you know full evil and see like kind of the capabilities of scarlet witch and like um where i think one great scene is when she's trying to infiltrate the fortress of camertage and um she at first it starts with her like kind of getting into people's minds you know telling people to run and that's how they she breaks through her defenses but then they trap her and of course in good old sam raimi fashion she finds a way to grab people coming out of puddles and reflections mm. and i think the movie like does a lot of like great things of course even later later on in the movie where she kills lots and lots of people and i think that kind of brutality mixed with of course good old sam raiminess to it the kind of horror mixed with a little bit of action there just makes for some really like fun set pieces yeah yeah let's uh let's get into scarlet witch uh more here um i too thought that she was a great villain in this movie really interesting right because we've seen her quite a bit in the mcu 
in TV shows and in movies. And she's been a superhero. Uh, she's been uh, an, uh, a protagonist, right? Um, super interesting to see her on the other side of it. Because, you know, we all know and love Wanda Maximoff, the hero. Um, but she becomes very villainous in this movie. And um, all that character development we've seen of her through the years, um, it, it, it gives the character some weight, right? Because we, we know her, you know, and, and to see her do these terrible things, it's, it's pretty impactful, right? Cool to see. And um, yeah, like uh, I think the first time I saw the movie, it was a bit of a, a a jump for me to see her that evil. Like all of a sudden she was doing all this heinous stuff. Like, like you mentioned, Christian, she was like murdering a lot of people. Right. Um, but I think on the second viewing, I, I kind of felt like, well, yes, she really loves her kids and she'll do anything to be with them. Um, but there's also the dark hold, you know, that is that to me kind of explained how she went that dark that fast. Right. So I don't think it was that much of a leap to see her um, make that dark of a turn. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the villain worked really well here. OK, let's go to you, Perfurio. I know you love the Scarlet Witch. Um, so you, I know you were really excited to see this movie just because of her. So mm -hmm. yeah, what, what were your thoughts about uh, seeing her in this movie? You know, like I would totally love like us to have this little argument, but I never saw her as the villain. Even mm -hmm. when, even when she was doing like this, like crazy ass stuff, I was just like, like kind of what you said, Henry, like we've been following her journey since like she was first introduced in like Winter Soldier. And just like, one thing bad happens to her after another. She loses her family. She loses her brother, her her lover, and now her kids. Like it's like obviously she's gonna snap at one point. And so, like to her to just kind of be like, you know what? Like I'm tired of playing nice. Like I wanna like this is what I want. Is it like too hard to ask to get this thing what I want? Even I guess like if it means like doing like crazy ass like stunts and getting America Travis to take her powers. I was just kind of like, I don't know, just a big, as a big fan and big follower, follower. I was just kind of reading for her I'll, I'll, to be honest. I was like, I didn't, I didn't see her as the villain. I saw like more. Have you guys seen the movie Maleficent with Angie and Jolie? I have not. No, neither. Okay, why well, it was like you know you, you know who the character is though right like from yeah. Sleeping Beauty, right right yeah so like you know like she's the villain in that movie but then if you watch her movie you understand how she becomes the villain mm -hmm. and so there's like this like little sympathy of like okay she's dark because of this and you just can't help but like root for her that's how I kind of felt for Scarlet Witch like like yes she's portrayed as the villain but at the same time I'm just like. Again, I don't know if it's just the bias, bias side of me, just being a huge fan, 
but like I did not just I never once see saw her as a villain and she but she like storyline aside like Elizabeth Olsen just killed it as a performance with this character like like the whole like movement and personality and why she was doing things and um like her voice her tone and everything acting wise was just so perfect by elizabeth olsen that i just gotta give praise on her on that alone but um and then yeah like christian you pointed out like sammy rain sam rainy's like horror elements just gave Scarlet Witch like this more like witchy dark mysterious vibe to her I was just living for it and I don't know like I will continue arguing that I just never saw her as a villain and but she killed the performance and for me was the star character in this movie that made Doctor Strange more as like the side character. <laughs> That's an interesting take. Very cool. Yeah, it is pretty interesting to look at how the Wanda Maximoff character has evolved, right? Because when we first see her in Age of Ultron, she's very unsure, you know, like I think Hawkeye has to give her like a peck pep talk or something um and then to see her here like so like all powerful and almost arrogant yeah very confident Uh um pretty cool to see that um that development and uh speaking of age of ultron this is kind of interesting like christian you were mentioning essentially the way that scarlet witch is able to get through the karmataj defenses is to use like this mind trickery and that's like, that's like the first thing she learned, right? She did that to the Avengers in Age of Ultron, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see, um, like her power set has like up leveled like in a big way. But she's still using those old tricks too, right? So kind of cool to see that. Um, okay, so we've already talked a little bit about Sam Raimi, but to me that was a big positive of this movie. Um, like he, he made this movie, I think, um, I have some gripes about it, but ultimately I did enjoy this movie. I give it a recommendation and it's because of Sam Raimi, I think, because, um, he just made this a really fun and entertaining movie. Um, there are some really wild visuals. Yeah. Just visually it's, it's, it's fun to look at. It's fun to watch this movie. And um, yes, he brings the horror elements from his uh, illustrious career. And um, yeah, I can't say enough about Raimi's direction. I think we were all pretty excited when he was announced as director. And I know there are a lot of people that were hoping that he would he would bring this stuff. Right. You know, he would bring what he did in the evil dead movies that he would bring what he did in the toby Maguire spider-man movies and he did <laughs> so um ultimately raimi created uh, a, a wild and fun movie uh so um great job uh from the director's chair 
Anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of uh, Sam Raimi and his direction here? Yeah. Um, which I'm not a big horror guy, but I do love the Evil Dead trilogy. And it was nice to see like little references popped in here and there. Bruce Campbell makes a cameo, which is great. Yes. And Doctor Strange gets him to punch himself, which <laughs> I think might be a reference to Evil Dead 2. Because he in Evil Dead 2, like halfway through the movie, his hand gets possessed and is like attacking him. Which he that's how which he has to cut off in Evil Dead 2 in order to get his chainsaw hand. <laughs> so I I saw that as like a little nod to it. And also I, I did really like the jump scares in the movie. I thought they were they're all really well done. That feels like a like new fresh territory for a Marvel movie. Yeah. And there's definitely like there's a mix of that mixed with like a bit of charm to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's not always taking itself seriously. And whenever something kind of goofy happens, I couldn't help but like chuckle and think, yes, there he is. <laughs> like, I'm really yeah. glad his like style really shone through here. Cause I think this is, this is a character I think Sam Raimi really wanted to do. Uh, he name drops Doctor Strange in one of the Spider-Man trilogy that he did a ways back. And I think he's mentioned before that he's, he's always, he's been a fan of this character. So, uh, like fingers crossed that he gets to do the next Doctor Strange movie whenever that happens. Yeah, I I agree. I think um that when yeah, when Sam Raimi was like uh announced that he was going to do Doctor Strange, I was very excited cuz like bef- even before he was announced, it was mentioned that there's this movie was going to be like a whole that was going to have like a horror element to it and so when he was announced i was like oh my gosh this is like perfect and it wasn't long after after we watched um dr strange all together um i ended up watching the og evil dead movie and i just couldn't help but like see the similarities like of like like the way like wanda walked or like how her eyes would like gleam up red, like when she did something um, malicious, or the whole like yeah, like grabbing people through like the reflections and stuff like that, or like even like just the twisty um, fingers and stuff. Like I was just living for it. I, for me. Like, because, you know, I feel like we've had this conversation before within the MCU, like, what can be different? Like, what, what makes it different besides being campy? And, like, this is kind of, like, an answer to it, which is, like, it doesn't have to be campy. I mean, there was obviously some camp to it, but that it doesn't necessarily have to follow, like, this formula where... Marvel films can explore a darker side, a more horror side, while still being categorized as a Marvel film. And I just thought, like, the direction that this movie took was just a breath of fresh air. And, yeah, I just enjoyed that little piece of um, element to it. Very cool. Yeah. I kind of felt like 
you know, I, I, I could feel Sam Raimi having fun making this movie, you know, as I was watching it, you could just tell he was just getting to make the movie he wanted to make. And uh, he, he had his signature style all throughout the movie, you know, um, really cool. Um, at the end, we get to see zombie Doctor Strange, which I thought was super cool. Um, and the emerging of the zombie Doctor Strange was awesome because we see the ultimate Sam Raimi signature, the hand reaching out of the grave, right? We see it in the Evil Dead movies. We see it in the Spider-Man movies. And yes, we get to see it here. Um, so it, it's like it all came full circle, right? It's almost like he had to do it and he did and he, he nailed it. And um, that was a big plus for this movie. Uh, zombie Doctor Strange, uh, man, like I feel like this movie is pretty damn bonkers in a good way. And um, it the, the zombie Doctor Strange was like the, the exclamation point there because like I'm watching the final act of this movie and the hero of the movie is a zombified wizard. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I watching here exactly? Uh, it's just crazy. And um, yeah, just a lot of fun. The, the, uh, the, the effects and the makeup behind the uh, zombie Doctor Strange was pretty awesome. I mean, he, he looked like, a decaying corpse you know and um yeah there's a there's a funny bit where like wong first sees him and there's just a, a funny character moment there uh but yeah a huge thumbs up to zombie dr strange to, to to finish the movie up on right this wasn't just some side thing like this is how dr strange looked when he um overcame the villain at the very end it's, it's wild i don't know who came up with that i'm imagining it was sam raimi but um, a great choice in my mind okay it sounds like we have a lot of positives uh in our respective brains for this movie and we can certainly continue to chime in uh but i think at this point we can also get into some of the negatives is there anything about this movie you didn't like so much any cons to our pros. Uh, prefer you anything here? Yeah, I, I, I guess like I didn't like how they treated two characters in this movie. I didn't like how they treated Wong and America Chavez. Mm. Like I felt like so. like Wong. Like I feel like he, you know, like we've seen his presence a lot within like um the phase four you know he's like we saw him in spider-man he says like he's the sorcerer supreme now we see him we saw him in um shang chi when he was fighting abomination and he recruited him to be like we have some like big master plan that we need your help with and um so, you know, he's supposed to be, like, the Sorcerer Supreme. But then, like, it just kind of, like, felt like that title means nothing. Because it kind of just felt like he was given that title by default. Because Doctor Strange, like, was gone 
in in between like Infinity War and Endgame. So they just kind of gave him that title by default instead of like earning it or whatever. So like this movie, it just kind of felt like that's why he was getting a default. Like because he couldn't even handle like the monster in the beginning without like Doctor Strange's help. And or he couldn't even handle Scarlet Witch. She was just kind of like, like, yeah, like a second in charge kind of Doctor Strange knockoff, you know. And you know, it, I just, I don't know, I just kind of felt like he was just kind of the side comedic character instead of like this, like, Sorcerer Supreme, like, leader, you know. Good point. And uh, what about America Chavez? And America Chavez, like, I'm a huge America fan. Like, I've loved her since she was first introduced in Young Avengers. And for me, for her to kind of, I mean, I kind of see it like how she was kind of introduced like as this kid who doesn't know how to control the powers. Sounds very like X-Men mutant-like storyline. But, um, like I guess maybe they're just saving her her character for a, a future Young Avengers storyline, but I felt like they like her introduction and her character development was just overshadowed as like this like um like she was just seen as like a a thing rather than a person, if that makes any sense. Like she was like an mm. object like like Scarlet Witch and even like the Doctor Strange from the other universe was after her her for her powers rather than like you know she just didn't have a voice to like have like any like agency of her own like to make her own decisions or anything like that like we barely get to see any of her actions like she's always running away and um there's just like no character development with her. And that's why, like, again, I was just disappointed of how, like, they introduced her and how she was treated within the movie. Yeah. Furthering on that, that kind of touches upon some of the problems I had with the movie. Uh, yeah. Certainly Wong, certainly America Chavez, but just kind of overall, I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of character development in general in this movie uh it was definitely more action and effects than story and character development um that's what they decided to do and you know i think the end result was fun um but yeah i found myself kind of struggling to care a whole lot about many of the characters in this movie mm-hmm. um yeah a little bit more style than substance here um yeah yeah at, at the end of the movie both times i saw it i just kind of got this sense that like this is the kind of superhero movie that i tend to not like um there are some dc movies like this And there are certainly some uh, Marvel movies like this uh, that I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I will 
call out uh, Thor the Dark World and the Eternals. Um, similar in that th those movies were also just kind of going for uh, effects and action and um, they're a little light on character development. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think this movie is better than either of those movies, uh, but kind of in the same camp, you know, um, I could have used some more character development here. Um, okay, how about you, Christian? Did you have any uh, problems with this one? Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I guess I, I guess I'll start by just like kind of giving my little take on what you guys said, because um, I I did feel like a lot of the same a lot of the same things that you guys did. I feel like with um, America, I feel like America's like a good start to a character and because it's Marvel, you know, we're going to see more of this character later on. It feels like they just kind of give us a quick introduction to this, to America or you, you see like, okay, this is her power. We'll, we'll have like her basic origin set up when she steps on that uh, plate, you know, and you see her origin pop up where um, she gets scared of the bee. Uh, and then, she has a little bit of banter with Doctor Strange, but then she kind of disappears like about halfway into the movie, pretty much right as they enter the Sanctum Sanctorum with Mordo. Uh, they both get captured and she's kind of just running away for the rest of the movie until she gets captured and doesn't really have like a character moment until pretty much the very end of the movie mm -hmm. when she she kind of she's able to like control the power after like a little pep talk from the zombie strange and it feels like they kind of they had to like kind of rush a few character beats with her and, and it was kind of too bad like i think there it felt like there was something there but it didn't really feel like they really like gave her character like you know the depth that she really needed for who is essentially the co-lead of this film in a sense, you know, as the, the second protagonist to Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. And I, and like, like, I think like it, it's, it's kind of what you were saying, Henry, Henry with also with they're just being, there was so many like large action set pieces and a lot of the action set pieces were great. But the story does feel pretty rushed, uh, and they because she already kind of knows America already knows Doctor Strange at the beginning of the film because she knows this other version of Doctor Strange, so they have to fast track a lot of their relationship. Um, and they kind of move the plot along very very fast. I I think one thing I guess is it's more about Scarlet Witch, is that how do you find out she's the bad guy? Well. She just says America Chavez's name without being told, you know, like the oldest movie cliche in the book. Right. And there's a lot of moments like these kind of throughout the film where they just have to fast track things a bit so they can like kind of get to the next next set piece. Um, I get I guess another one involving I guess this would be another Scarlet Witch one would be where uh, you know, how does Scarlet Witch find out that there's another version of the Dark Hold, you know, after hers gets destroyed? Well, she tortures some people for like 15 seconds before 
Wong tells her, oh yeah, we got to go here to get this version of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of very rushed like story beats like that within this movie. Mm-hmm. In order, be in order, of course, to get to the next big epic set piece. But it did feel like there's like the character arcs did kind of feel a little bit flat for some of its main cast. Like, you know, I did really like Wanda and Scarlet Witch, um, but I do think all there's kind of a lot that happened to her before the movie started, and. I think like America felt a little flat. Um, I I guess one character arc that I think was okay, uh, you know, but on the rewatch, is actually Doctor Strange's himself. The story is really about how he has to humble himself, how he has to, you know, he can't hold the knife. He has to let people take the reins, and it's you kind of see it through his three relationships with the uh, with his characters, you know. America, he has to let America, you know, kind of save the day at the end of the movie. He has to accept that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, and he has to accept uh, to let go of Christine. Another character who really didn't get any character development that we haven't talked about yet, who kind of just fell, she fell, I think, even harder to the wayside of this film. And... Like those characters didn't really get much in terms of arcs, but I think like they kind of helped serve Doctor Strange's kind of main arc. I don't know if you guys really liked his arc as much, but I, I don't know. I, I I liked it, and I think on especially on the rewatch, I think I appreciated it a little more. So that's my little negative ending with a bit of a positive. But what do you what do you guys think of that? You, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because. I think even like the first time I watched it, like with Doctor Strange, the character, um, I was kind of into it. Like you know, like the whole beginning scene, how he's at the church and um, he's even confronted by like one of his colleagues from the first movie. Um, that he was like, "Oh well, you know, you got everything you wanted except the girl," and I thought that was funny. <laughs> but um, other than that, like, I felt like there was just very little character development with Doctor Strange. Like, it just felt like kind of like, you know, like Tony Stark with magic. Like, he's this kind of like little arrogant kind of dude who barely, he makes a mistake and then he kind of learns from it, but not really in his own little way. And then he just learns to live with the consequences that he already did without, like, learning from it or anything. You know, like, in the beginning, like, he hides the dead body and he protects America Chavez. And then he um, he even kind of, like, learns about, like... um, learning to live with that kind of, like, regret about, like, leaving Christine. But at the end, he still uses the dark hole to try to defeat Wanda and is like, oh, I need to do this and doesn't really learn from his mistakes, but kind of just like, I need to do this to 
get to here. And then he lives with those consequences. Kind of, like I said, like very so much like a like Tony Stark kind of storyline. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, this movie is 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 uh, heavy on action effects, light on character moments and storylines. Um, but is there enough character moments? Is there enough story? I would say there's enough, but there's like just enough. I feel like the movie when it, it, it was all in service of getting to the next action set piece. Right. Um, so there was just enough character development. There was just enough story to get us to like the next big spectacle. Um, and, you know, traditionally that's not a great way to make a movie. I think it should be kind of the reverse, right? That the effect should be in service of the story and in, in mm-hmm. service of uh, the character development, right? This is, kind of the reverse and it's kind of a tough sell uh but i think like i said there's just enough right there's just enough character beats and storyline um and then oh you made a great point perverio uh dr strange is very much like tony stark i mean people were saying this in the first dr strange movie and it's it, it remains to be like that like he's this cocky rich guy who's not particularly likable um but you know uh despite himself he he uh he chooses to do the right thing right um he's he even has a goatee like tony stark right (laughs) i mean it's just he's too similar a character uh so i really struggle with the Doctor Strange character in the MCU because I kind of don't care about him. Like, I think he works well as a side character. I thought he was really funny in No Way Home. I thought he was really effective in Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, But in his own solo movies, I just don't care that much about him. And um, yeah, it's kind of the bottom line. Like, he is very similar to Tony Stark and there's not enough that's interesting about him or his story arc to really like make me care about him. So, okay. Do you have something to add there? uh, No, I was just going to say like, yeah, like I agree with everything both of you guys say, like, like for me, like when, I just, like, even though the movie is called Doctor Strange, I just, you know, I don't know if you agree with me or not, Henry, because you say you love zombie Doctor Strange, but, like, the moment he, like, used the dark hold, or even kind of beforehand, when he was, like, fighting himself in that alternative universe, like, the whole, like, um, fighting, like, with the music notes, like, visually, it looked cool, but story or character or I, I don't know what to say it I, I don't know um, what's the right terms but I just kind of didn't care about what happened to Doctor Strange I was just like it's a Marvel movie he's going to come out <laughs> on top like I really don't yeah. care yeah I, like, I had a similar take during that fight it's like this looks kind of cool but 
I kind of don't care what happens so much. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that whole like storyline, I mean, like, again, like the zombie thing, I thought that was cool. But at the same time, I was just like, if they took this part out of the movie, I wouldn't care. Like, that's just my take. Okay. Let's pause on the Doctor Strange character for a moment. I think we can get back to him later. Um, let's get into earth 838 so uh, well let's get let's give another spoiler alert because i think this is the most spoilery stuff in the whole movie this is the stuff that uh people really needed to to stay quiet on for opening weekend right um because there's a lot of fan service type stuff here right <laughs> so earth 838 is one of the many universes that dr strange and america chavez visit and it, it it is in this universe that we are introduced to the illuminati and um the illuminati is comprised of mordo and the maria rambo captain marvel captain carter as well as none other than Reed Richards and Professor X. And Black Bolt. Oh, yes. Understandably, I forgot about Black Bolt. <laughs> 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 so uh, there's the Illuminati. Okay, so uh, I'm pretty sure that the introduction of Reed Richards and Professor X got the biggest reaction, crowd reaction um uh in movie theaters right uh yeah let's talk about that let's talk about the illuminati uh christian what did you think about uh this moment well it was pretty fun i definitely like remember hearing like gasps like <gasps> when reed richards came out i love the little like x-men 97 Yes. Call callback when Professor X showed up. This was a bit. It was a big fan service fest, you know. Like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. can, can like Christian? Because you know, like I went to go watch this movie with like, I guess like not like hardcore like geeky fans like us. But can you explain why everybody was cheering when Reed Richards was introduced? Oh yeah, so. Uh, it's because he was played by John Straczynski, uh -huh. the, the actor that everybody has been asking for to play Reed Richards forever. When, mm -hmm. especially when Marvel, you know, Disney finally got um, the rights to Fantastic Four, that was the big fan casting. Mm -hmm. Reed was John Straczynski and Emily Blunt, you know, to be Mister and Mrs. Fantastic, respectively. And so seeing him being that big care, you know, seeing that and like seeing that hype, like lead up into that was like, oh, whoa, like they actually did it. He's actually here. It was it was a big fan service moment. Yeah. That you could just tell like Marvel's like, I'm listening to you guys. I got you. Yeah. And, it, and then with the, you know. With the big, uh, you know, 
fight scene afterwards where he gets turned into spaghetti. It's, it's definitely another like, oh yeah, we're listening to you, all right. T- we're totally listening to you. This is what you wanted. You asked for this. Yeah, pretty interesting. We were hit with this crazy fan service moment. And then very soon after, the Scarlet Witch appears and takes on the entire Illuminati and kills them. <laughs> so uh, thoughts there. Hmm. This is pretty brutal, right? There are some pretty brutal deaths that happen in the okay. scene. Like, I'm just going to straight up like talk about this like as a f- fan of Scarlet Witch. You guys may not agree with me. Okay. But me, I was just like, yes, kill them all. You're fist pumping. <laughs> yes, I was just, I was reading for Scarlet Witch. I was like, kill them all, show no mercy. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah, like when she like killed Black Bolt, I was just like, whoa, they went there. Yeah, <laughs> like it was totally kind of like, like. Like when I saw like kind of like, I guess like the boys for the first time like, whoa they did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean like, like yeah like what uh you guys can go on but I just wanted to like, give my quick little take on that before I continued so I could gather my thoughts. Cool yeah no you highlight something kind of interesting. This is a pretty brutal movie it's a pg-13 but it's like a hard pg-13 right um there's some moments in this movie that could have warranted uh an r rating yeah this scene uh we see black bolt reed richards captain carter pretty violently killed (laughs) yeah um so let's rewind a little bit. So there's a big fan service moment mm-hmm. when we're introduced to the Illuminati, particularly Reed Richards and Professor X. And then they are disposed of. <laughs> so I, I kind of got some mixed feelings here because I felt like the fan service moment was a little forced. You know, um, we talk about this a lot, right? About when fan service is done well and when it's not done so well. And when it's not done so well, it's usually because it's kind of a forced moment. It doesn't really serve the story all that well, etc. And yeah, I kind of felt like this scene was a little bit forced fan service. And, um, and in a way, like the movie kind of was was playing with our emotions a little bit because it had us cheering the introduction of Reed Richards and Professor X, but then they are killed soon afterward, right? Almost as if the movie is saying, well, it's not really them. It's just like an alternate universe version of them. So they're dead, but you don't really have to care about it because you'll see like the real versions of them later on. Don't worry. So then you're left with this kind of empty feeling of, well, what was the point of all that in the first place, <laughs> right? So I kind of had that take. I, I felt like it was a bit of a forced fan service moment. 
And it was sort of an, an empty feeling also in that ultimately it didn't really matter at all. So I don't know. Christian, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good point. It is. It does feel forced. Like they have their own little part of the movie uh, that they're just kind of contained to. I did. I did really, really enjoy watching them get killed off. I think, <laughs> though, it, it it's such like a different part of like the MCU. Like usually, you don't see MCU movies like really go there. And so to see them like see Wanda just brutally kill off everybody, you know, slice Captain Carter in half, turn turn Mister Fantastic into spaghetti, yada yada yada, like. And like, I think like it, it's definitely something that I probably uh, I think I'm giving more of a pass to than I probably would have otherwise. Because because I just enjoy it. It's like it's like it's it's like very mean spirited. I have to say mm -hmm. because of how brutally you see them get killed off after like introducing them and having these big moments. It was like a movie that was in the trailer and you're seeing one of, you know, one of the big actors, professor X return for this big role, you know, yeah. role. And you're like, what's going to happen. And so it's like a bit of a bait and switch. It's almost like, you know, it's like it turns like the hype machine into a bit of like, you know, there's like a bit of a middle finger in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, Marvel's, you know, there's always like the hype machine of like, who's next, what's coming next. And like, how is this character going to play into this story later on that? Like having a scene like this, uh, in a way it like feels very fresh, you know, it feels like something, like something they haven't done before in in like many many different aspects and so i think and so in a sense this is kind of my favorite part of the movie mm. you know watching them kind of appear and then get killed off very very gloriously but also it, it, yeah it is it is pretty hollow and then i guess who knows what how we're really going to feel when professor x really or professor x and Ms. Mr. Fantastic really get introduced for real in 616. Like, do you think it's really going to have the same impact? Because we kind of already had them introduced here in this one specific scene and just kind of get killed off. Like, do you think John Straczynski coming back is going to have like the same, the same, you know, oomph that it once had here? Well, I, I feel like, you know, he was just casted in this movie for this version i feel like when they actually introduce mr fantastic it's going to be a completely different actor i was kind of thinking that too uh, yeah like i think um you know like with this movie like or this scene like i yeah like i agree with everything you guys are saying i think that this was a big fan service moment where like yeah we see these like the Illuminati with this like big superhero team but at the same time like and this was a big thing that fans were very pissed off about was that like Scarlet Witch is like so powerful that she could like you know this was the Illuminati like this is like their version this this is this Earth version of like the Avengers 
and Scarlet Witch basically kills him off very easily. Yeah. And um so it was just kind of like this like question like that fans saying like about like well like how powerful is Scarlet Witch if she could like single handedly kill off like the Illuminati. And so it just kind of like felt like yeah like what you said Henry like it was just a big fan service moment. Like you see all these, like you see Captain Carter from the what if TV show, you see black bolt from the inhumans TV show. Um, Mr. Fantastic as a fan service moment. Um, I feel like the only reason they bring in Captain Marvel is cause like there's always been this debate about like who's stronger Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch. And that, answer was or that question was answered here but um like it, it was just kind of like a, at the end of the day like i can't kind of like a what's the word i'm looking for big disrespect to the characters that like mm. they're not like all powerful as you may think they are compared to scarlet witch like we're just gonna give you guys this moment as a cute like fan service thing but at the end of the day like they're nothing you know we could like as as quick as we could give you guys something we could take it away just as fast (laughs) yeah i I kind of felt like the whole thing was kind of annoying (laughs) um and here's something else to add so with the acquisition of the fox properties this has been a long time coming, right? We've all been waiting to see Fantastic Four and X-Men characters in the MCU, right? So here we finally get it. We finally get it. And I feel like it's kind of a cheap stunt kind of moment, right? Mm -hmm. Because we get it and then it's like, oh, well, we didn't really get it it's it's not really it and for marvel studios to do this it's i think it kind of sucks because that's one thing that marvel studios studios has done really well introducing characters right um like uh before we saw thor there's like a post-credit scene where you just see the hammer right you know it's exciting and then in like Civil War, you get our first taste of, of Black Panther and Spider-Man. And the characters are introduced so thoughtfully. And then you get the Black Panther movie, which is so great. You know, um, there is so much care and respect for the characters, right? But here, like, what are we getting? We're getting like these, I don't know, kind of knockoff alternate universe versions of the characters and then they're just killed right away and it's just kind of a slap in the face i don't know like i mean i'm not super hardcore fantastic four x-men fandom type but i'm totally looking forward to bringing that side of the marvel universe into the marvel cinematic universe i think it 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 can be huge and and like amazing um but this wasn't it this was this was not the introduction to these characters that i wanted right 
Um, it, you know what? It kind of reminds me of this moment really early on in the MCU where you think you are getting your first look at Captain America's shield. Like Tony Stark is like building something and he's like talking to Coulson. He's like, can you hand me that? And he, he hands him this thing that looks like Captain America's shield. But it's not right. It's like like a red herring or something. Um, maybe we can look at this moment like that. It was just like kind of a fake out sort of thing. It's not really the real introduction of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, just like that wasn't the real introduction of Captain America or even his shield. Right. So uh, maybe we can look at it that way. Maybe it's a little bit easier to digest and we can hold out hope for like a really good, respectful, thoughtful introduction to these characters. Yeah. As it is, though, I think it's just kind of weak. Maybe we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was just going to add something really fast, but oh, um. I, I I mean I like to hear your guys' opinion, but I, I think I sent the article to both of you that like there was like early talks to add uh Tom Cruise as like the superior Iron Man as part of the Illuminati. Cause just you know, a little backstory is like Iron Tom Cruise was in like one of the forerunners to take on the role before Robert Downey Jr. And I guess like again, fan service, a little nod to people who knew about that. Like they would have added him into the team, but he was unavailable due to his schedule filming Mission Impossible and everything. Um, so I guess like two questions I have to ask you guys is one, um what would you how would you guys have reacted seeing Tom Cruise as Iron Man as like a big fan service moment? And two, if you gotta like like cast an Illuminati member, who would you who would you want on the on the team from like a multiverse perspective? Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like any, just any superhero or any with any casting or anything. Yeah, I guess something like, like I, I like, yeah. Again, I don't know if this would ever happen, but like the guy who played or who played like Rhodey in like the OG Iron Man movie, see him come up as like War Machine, or even like, like yeah, like interesting, like. Oh, this almost this acting actor almost got the role for this part or whatever. Oh yeah, what's his name? Terrence Howard, I think. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Yeah, he was the original uh-huh. roadie. Uh-huh. Let's see. Um. Hmm. I guess, I guess like uh. I I could always see more Michael B. Jordan. I think if he, if the, I don't know, I guess what they're going to do for the next Black Panther movie, but I think him, maybe him as Black Panther. That would have been cool. On, yeah, on the team. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Um, but since you mentioned it, Perferio, the uh, alternate universe with past actors idea, I think it's really cool. Like if they were to have like seats for Terrence Howard, War Machine and Edward Norton Hulk, that would have been so awesome to be out there. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And like, yeah, it, it would kind of go along with what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't really matter what happens to the characters because like this universe ends up being like kind of a throwaway universe, right? It's, so it's why an, not? It's an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Why not have some fun with it? Yeah, that yeah. might be kind of cool. And then along the same lines, like uh, Tom Cruise as that universe is Tony Stark. That'd be pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. a big distraction and kind of like empty like we've been saying uh, but hey yeah it could be fun mm-hmm. okay hey let's revisit uh, the Doctor Strange character conversation a bit uh, so yeah at the end of this movie I was certainly wondering about what the future holds for Dr. Strange. Um, Christian, you mentioned you would love to see Sam Raimi direct the third Dr. Strange movie. I certainly would be on board for that as well. But uh, do we really want to see more Dr. Strange movies? (laughs) Like this is kind of an interesting series because I don't think there's as much excitement about this particular character as there is with with other series like Thor or Captain America, Iron Man, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Do we want to see more Doctor Strange movies? Uh, what do you think is in store for the future of this series? What do you guys think there? Hmm. Like... I think you know. Uh, I could see him doing like another his own small team up type of thing, kind of like how there was the comic version, the Defenders. What was that? Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and Hulk. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a good path to go down if they for the third one. I know they teased um, like his future wife, you know, coming up. Uh, Cleo. Cleo, yeah, played by Charlize Theron uh-huh. at the end of this movie. So I think that might be, they might do something with that. Um, maybe return Dormammu. Or actually, maybe Doctor Strange 3 would finally be the place to introduce Mephisto. That one character that oh. everyone is saying should be in every, you know, oh, when's yeah. Mephisto going to show up? I think if he's going to show up everywhere, anywhere, Doctor Strange 3 by Sam Raimi featuring the devil, I think sounds like a really fun premise. There you go. Uh, uh, okay, like, going off that, Christian, I have a question for you. So, like, do you think in for the future of the MCU, like, do you think that they would separate Wong and Doctor Strange, or you think they have to be in the same film? Because it seems like Wong's like building up like a team with like Captain Marvel, Bruce Banner, Shang Chi already, and like 
you know, like this, like some kind of storyline. But then, like, yeah, you have like Doctor Strange, like wanted against like Dormammu and everything, and you think they might explore like the quantum realm, maybe, or the cosmics in like the Marvels movie or Ant Man three. Like, what do you think? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Wong seems to be the one kind of like cultivating the team, his own version of the Avengers, mm-hmm. or continuing the Avengers in a way. So maybe in the next big Marvel team up, if they do Avengers, you know, five, whatever it is, or whatever they call it, Wong will be on the team instead of like uh, Doctor Strange, and they'll have Doctor Strange kind of do his own thing. Okay. It's possible, you know. I guess anything's really possible in the MCU, especially at this point, you know. Yeah, you know, I was thinking with the uh, the Captain Marvel series, they're sort of going away from the individual character, right? The next Captain Marvel movie is called The Marvels, right? Implying a team of... Uh, of uh of superheroes right so i was thinking that might be a good way for the doctor strange series to go and maybe they could still call it doctor strange but call it like doctor strange the masters of the mystic arts something like that right where it's a team of wizards including wong and you guys mentioned uh clea she could be on the team right um so there might be something there. Um, I do feel like they need to get away from Doctor Strange as a central character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it it hasn't worked. Uh, I think they need to move on from that. Uh, look, this movie made a shit ton of money, so I think it's pretty clear there's gonna be a third in the series. Um, but it seems like a team might be a better idea than, than like a solo movie. So it would be like more like Captain America three. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. Um, any final thoughts before we get into ratings? Oh my gosh. Uh what was I gonna say? Um Okay. Yeah, like so one of the end scenes we see is like Scarlet Witch, like she you know, how she's like defeated. It's like she's like uh given what she wants and she kind of realizes her own mistakes and kinda like kills herself, you know. Mm. Um, we know better that she's not obviously gone, but I guess like the same question of Doctor Strange is like, when do you think she'll come back? Or, yeah, that is a good question. Yeah, um, I'm kind of conflicted on this because, like, uh, like, do you think Wanda should come back, or do you think this is? The end for Wanda. Because it kind of ends her a bit on a dark note. 
of course, like yeah, you know, she she's killed all these people. She's kind of had her time as the villain. And in her final act, she does she destroys the dark hold among uh, infinite universes, which is kind of her redemptive act for what she's done. But I, which I imagine is something like killing one dark hold just killed somebody. You know, we see that that woman just burst into flames, and Wanda does this on a uh, a literal infinite scale. And of course, she's just crushed by a building, so you know you don't actually see her die. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, this seems I like one is I'm imagining this is you know such a a mighty act, you know, an an unfathomably mighty act, you know, and um, you know, is this the character to go out on a bit of a darker note, you know, like. Do you think that if she were, do you think it'd be like, like what, what kind of redemption past this should Wanda get for the actions that she's done in this movie? Or do you think, uh, leaving her dead and kind of letting the character stay dead would be the right way to go after showing this character going on a murderous (laughs) rampage, you know? I mean, if Henry, do you have thoughts? Because I definitely have thoughts. I I feel like I have answers to that, but I want to hear no, your. No, go ahead. I go don't ahead. have I don't have answers. I just have a lot of <laughs> questions about about how I feel about this. You know, like I said, I'm very conflicted. Okay, like okay, because you talk about like redemption for Scarlet Witch. I feel like one, like if you understand Scarlet Witch and her comics, like she's not that well liked within like the Avengers and the X-Men because yeah one she's like an Omega level mutant who can like like do like warp reality stuff and even possibly lose control of her powers which is kind of like what kind of leads to like House of M you know where she like erases the, the mutant gene and then, like, you know, like, a lot of heroes kind of see her as, like, a threat. And then there's, like, this whole, like, redemption thing about, like, is she a hero? Is she one of us? Or she did this very terrible thing. Like, she needs, she's too powerful to be kept alive, you know? And so, this is where I'm thinking she's going to come back. We won't see her for a while. But I feel like, do you guys know the children's crusade storyline within the comics? I do not know. Vaguely. So it's a young Avenger storyline where, like, um, something's going on with, like, the young Avengers, especially Wiccan, who is Scarlet Witch's son. He's, like, having, like, these, like, uh, like, internal conflict or whatever. And, uh, he needs like the guidance of Scarlet Witch, but he's he knows that like she's dead, but so but he goes on like this journey to see if she's actually dead, and he finds her actually living with Doctor Doom, 
And she's just kind of like, oh, like, I kind of prefer, like, if everybody knows that I'm dead because I've just caused nothing but pain. And, like, um, but she eventually helps out, like, the young Avengers and she kind of redeems herself kind of to a point. But, like, the Avengers and the X-Men still consider her, like, not so much, like, uh, like, welcome her with open arms back into the group but like it's kind of a like uh catchphrase like oh you're my enemy but i'm gonna keep you close to keep a close eye on you in case you do something like i rather know where you are versus like i rather than you go into hiding and not not me knowing what you're doing you know so i feel like when they if they're going to reintroduce her, I feel like Disney needs to wants to uh, should um, introduce the Young Avengers and set up that team, and then continue on that storyline before reintroducing Scarlet Witch. Mm. That's just my take. Interesting take. I do think that we have not seen the last of Wanda Maximoff in the MCU. I just have a feeling she has a big fan base and um, I just don't see that this movie is the end of her character. Um, I certainly want to see more of her. I want to see more of the vision also. Like, I want to see like where that all goes, you know, like that. that's still all kind of up in the air to me. So um i want to see it and i do think we'll see more of not only vision but scarlet witch too so we shall see um more in the random thoughts category um you guys know was i wasn't a huge fan of, of that whole illuminati scene um kind of forced fan service i also wanted to add that I didn't really like the look of it. Like, I don't know what it was, but the characters just look kind of corny to me. Um, I hope when we get to see, when we get to see the the quote unquote real Fantastic Four and X-Men, they look a lot cooler than Reed Richards and Professor X look like in this movie. the big exception to me, though, is Captain Carter. I thought Captain Carter looked really cool. <laughs> and I want to see more Captain Carter. Um, I was uh, scouring the internet a little bit just now, and apparently there have been some questions about the future of Captain Carter. And Haley Atwell just recently said she wants to continue playing this character, but she has no news no information to report about any future projects um, but i for one would love to see more captain carter i, I think a, a live action disney plus show would be like perfect uh would love to see that so that's my takeaway like as much as i i had a problem with a lot of that earth 818 stuff in this movie um i thought it was awesome seeing Haley Atwell as Captain Carter. Besides seeing her like on screen, 
she does right now have her own ongoing comic series. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's actually really good. I do recommend it if you guys are mm-hmm. want to see more of Captain Carter. Cool, cool. Yeah. Who no, Yeah, she might be the new uh, Spider Gwen. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get to our ratings. On a scale of one to five, what would you give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Uh, how about we start with you, Christian? Oh, this is so this is tough. Like, I think that I have a lot of very conflicting feelings about this movie. The stuff I like, I really, really like. Um, but there there's quite a lot uh like I think a lot of the the structure, the nuts and bolts of this movie are pretty weak. But like I love the set pieces. I love the stuff that's a I guess you could say a lot fluffier. I think that when it comes to that, it's like uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say some of my favorite in the MCU, but it does kind of feel that way right now. Um, each one, the characters are a little weak, and outside of you know Scarlet Scarlet Witch, of course, the plot moves in way too rushed of a fashion. But at the same time, it gives you a lot of great Sam Raimiisms. I guess another quick shout out I have is that I, I thought the cinematography was also a step up in this movie. I like the use of the Dutch angles and the way that I think the camera moves. There's is is definitely like a step up. I I think the movie shot really really well. And the score the score is also it's solid. It's not the best one I've heard, but I do really think Danny Elfman did a good job on this one. Um uh, so I think I'm I'm I keep teetering between a three and a four. I um and I guess the big question here is how much do I value a script when it comes to the art of movie making versus kind of everything else involved in the movie making, the camera work, the direction, the acting, so on and so forth, versus just the piece of paper it's on there. So I don't know. I really want to give it a 3.5 is, is I think where I'm feeling, but I guess we don't do half scores. So um, I think I'll just round down to a three. <laughs> Maybe. Right. And then occasionally round up to a four at some <laughs> other point, you know, uh-huh. I will say like one of my favorite, like theater going experiences of Marvel movie. But I think the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, you know, I didn't really like it as much as I thought I did. But still, like, so much fun to watch, you know? Yeah, definitely fun. And um, I can go next. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, Christian. Um, I, too, am going to go with a three out of five for uh, very much the same reasons. Um, Yeah, this movie really is style over substance um and yeah there's some really cool stuff to look at in this movie i mentioned zombie doctor strange awesome um i I forgot to mention there is a zombie doctor strange but there's also zombie doctor strange with 
the souls of the damned, which is also really cool to look at. Uh, very uh, much like horror movie shit, uh, which is, of course, Sam Raimi's specialty. Um, another cool visual in the movie. Early on, we see a one-eyed tentacled monster. And that was super cool. Like that was like something I was not expecting to see. And uh, just to see uh, Wong and Doctor Strange battling this uh, Cthulhu-like creature was pretty awesome. Um, And, you know, bottom line, this is a movie that I feel like a lot of people weren't asking for. Like, I don't think people were really clamoring for a Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, But I guess when you get down to it, if you're going to make a sequel to Doctor Strange, uh, this is the kind of movie that you make, right? It's like not much of a story. You don't really care about the character so much, but there's some pretty fucking cool effects in it, right? Uh, So in a way, um, I got what I wanted out of this. Um, Not to say I didn't have a lot of problems. Uh, So I'm going to go with a mild recommendation, three out of five. Okay, how about you, Perferio? Um, For me, like, again, like, I think I just didn't see this as a Doctor Strange movie. Like, I could, like, argue with anybody and fight them. I saw this as a Scarlet Witch movie. I didn't see Scarlet Witch as the villain. I appreciated Scarlet Witch fan. Like, just the style and... um the visuals and this the horror elements to it um but at the end of the day like that could all look nice and good but if you don't have a good proper storyline it does leave like a little sour taste in your mouth and stuff especially yeah like i said hardly not that strong characters development the storyline felt flat and the fan service just kind of felt like a middle finger at the end of the day um overall just because uh scarlet witch was the main breakout star and she was treated really well i give this movie a four out of five Good stuff. All right. So recommendations across the board. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that to you, this is Scarlet Witch movie more than a Doctor Strange movie for video. Because if you look at the poster, the poster is funny because in the poster, dead center is the Scarlet Witch. And Doctor Strange is like, kind of in the background of the poster so it's almost like they purposefully marketed this movie that way and the, uh, and yeah and even like like if you at the poster it's like cast like that very like you know like her powers her like mystic powers and that signature red you know like mm-hmm. everything's just surrounded around her i feel like in the poster right so yeah i don't know maybe 
Christian and I should rewatch this and think of it as a Scarlet Witch movie and maybe we'll <laughs> enjoy it more. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, I think we all agree it's a fun movie. It's worth a watch and we all recommend it. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry Perferio and Christian.